Okay. Uh, I'm all good. At Great. some point, I will be having a coffee delivered to me. Ooh. You got a uh, some sort of Postmates thing going on? Mm-hmm. Emphasis on mates. <laughs> you picked up one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did it. <laughs> I love that you pick up when I was putting down. <laughs> Let's go. Pithy non sequitur intro. This is Think Outside the Box set. <laughs> The internet's only hot take outrage machine, and I'm Nathan Hunt. Hi, uh, and I'm Lorem Ipsum Dolorsit Amet. <laughs> now, Lorem Cameron, uh, Cameron I, DeWitt. I've seen I've seen a lot of your writing. You're you're maybe one of the more prolific writers I've seen uh, on the internet. Can you tell us a little bit more about how you've managed to make so many connections and like get your work in in front of so many people? <laughs> just a lot of ghost writing um uh-huh. you know i don't need i don't need the credit yeah i don't come after anyone who yeah. uses my stuff i just want it out there it's oh, just yeah. about the content oh sort of a creative commons thing now uh, yeah. one interesting aspect of your work is that you're constantly writing your own name <laughs> can you tell us <laughs> it's my little my little signature <laughs> <laughs> literally i don't know what yeah. <laughs> uh i don't really understand this bit um I'm the the Banksy of the internet. <laughs> yeah, because uh, yeah, Banksy's not on the internet. Um, <laughs> I I didn't say that. I don't know where to go <laughs> from here. Well, this is the final episode of the, of our Britney Spears ah yes season. It is where we cover her albums chronologically. This is episode nine. Glory, glory. It certainly is. There's some really nice moments in this album, mm-hmm. I think. But this is not a cohesive album. No. I don't think it really makes very much sense at it, all as an album. It doesn't really. I, I don't really think there. there's a single song that has a lot of lyrical depth either. I don't think I can think of one. No. There's some no. nice dancey moments. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's it. Totally. Um, it's, yeah, it's like, I don't know. I, I think... She'll probably be making a new album at some point. I don't yeah. know. I think... Um, hmm. It looks like in June 23rd of this year, the judge is going to allow Spears personally to address the court for the first time since 2008 uh, regarding wow, the, the issue of her conservatorship. Um, yeah, we'll have to do a little update. Yeah. Uh, I'm oh assuming boy. she's going to be... She's going to do that by dropping an album. <laughs> Yeah, she probably has a uh, like a lot of free time. You can just like drop that in, uh, no problem. Yeah. So, but I guess I guess yeah. This is for now until we come back to update y'all from with Britney's latest album, which will come out at some point. I'm sure this will be the end of our season focused on Britney Spears. And um, what what do you think after having listened to all of her albums? If well, um. I think that a lot of what what is personal about Britney, what is like unique about Britney, mm-hmm. is not in in these albums. Yeah, 
I think is in every other aspect of her work. Right. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, which is always something I'm interested in, you know, like, that's why I'm interested in the show is like, what is the perception and what is the actual work? Mm-hmm. And specifically, what is, what is the artwork of an album? And most of the time I felt like, yeah, she, she didn't, she didn't really make albums. Yeah. I think that's a good way of putting it. Like she made singles and yeah. made and songs f- and music videos. Sort of cynically filled out. Yeah. <laughs> albums. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, I guess it like takes us back kind of to the root of the album. Um, like album as in like, like a, like a, like a, like a photo album, for instance, is not meant to be a cohesive work or a single statement, you know? Um, and indeed when like the record companies were first, uh, putting out records, like you would usually buy, like all the only records that were available for a long time were essentially singles. They would have one song or like one song on one side and another song on another side. Yeah. And then eventually they would start half like collecting them. Half song on them. one side, half song on the other side. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and I think I, th- oh boy, I, I don't want to be like, pretend I'm a music historian. Cause I, I, I am, am in no way a music historian, but I feel like the Beatles are kind of the band that revolutionized that concept and kind of made uh people think of an album as like a cohesive uh oh. set of songs that work together as like a single artistic statement that's an interesting idea yeah i'm not sure if that's true i don't know if like maybe elvis did stuff before that potentially um my impression is that elvis didn't really do albums yeah maybe that's true well i mean he did but like i think he did albums the same way that you know britney did right and the early Beatles albums, like, are basically essentially that. They're just, like, a collection of singles that the record company decides to put together, which is why, like, the U.S. versions are so different from the U.K. versions because the right. U.S. record labels, like, thought different songs would be more successful here. But when the Beatles gain control or more control over that, they start putting together these, like, longer works that are meant to be, like, flow together instead of just a collection yeah. of singles. Like Abbey Road. Yeah, exactly. So, I don't think it's necessarily, like, invalid to put out a collection of singles rather than a cohesive, uh, singular artistic work. Um, it Yeah, I mean, in, in a way, I kind of appreciate when people avoid doing that until they have something specific like little Nas X like I don't think he actually has an album out yet I don't think so you know he put out Old Town Road Mm -hmm. a number of years ago and then he put out you know Call Me By Your Name or Montero Mm -hmm. parenthetically Call Me By Your Name you know a few months ago and uh, yeah I think that's it's very clearly all about these these singles until whatever album comes out but it's like mm-hmm. i kind of i don't know i kind of appreciate that because yeah. that's yeah that's still how people engage with music yeah i think that that is definitely true uh, given the like popularity of like greatest hits collections or like once you could start buying single songs on the itunes store i think a lot of people stopped yep. buying albums they were just like oh i just want that one song why should i pay ten dollars for it or fifteen dollars or whatever um Unfortunately, our show is kind of like set up pretty exclusively around the idea of albums, though. (laughs) (laughs) 
which uh i mean it's convenient for the way we've set up our format um yeah so i, th- I think ultimately britney is like yeah like you said the a lot of what's interesting about her is not necessarily in the music itself it's more about her persona and image and her story and her shows and her uh dancing and what she means for pop culture um and i really appreciated the glimpses we saw of uh the real britney like that one album i think it was blackout i i honestly like the the names of them feel so arbitrary i have such a hard time remembering like which <laughs> I, one is which i totally agree <laughs> yeah i think it was blackout that i thought was um like felt like it was really engaging with uh who she was and how she felt about her image and and fame yeah. and stuff and i really enjoyed that and i think she's kind of shied away from that um yes it was blackout okay yeah i think that's the one we probably liked the best yeah or the Um, least worst the least worst yeah there are a lot of reviewers said that they thought this album glory which uh we should mention came out in 2016 uh, and took two years to record um that they thought she uh, is the most engaged that she has been in years um interesting yeah I remember often thinking, like, is am I listening to Britney's voice? <laughs> Not as much as the last album, mm-hmm. but there are just there are definitely some moments where it's like, this is so different. Yeah, I wonder if that's uh, part of why everyone thinks she's just writing credits on most of these. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, also, yeah. An interesting thing is like this is this album has already been reissued. Um with like bonus tracks and stuff, but it was reissued in 2020 with an updated cover of a pretty scantily clad Brittany, uh, surrounded by a big chain in the desert. This is the new one. Yeah. That is a big chain. It's a big chain. You know what? I'm going to Pyong it. (laughs) Pyong that chain. Make sure, make make sure to follow me on, uh, on, uh, or follow, I think outside the box set on, uh, on genius.com rap genius. Mm -hmm. (laughs) rap genius yeah all right well i think that's all i have to say about the album just in general um do you want to get in the songs or do you have other thoughts yeah let's let's do invitation invitation This is her invitation, baby. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's like an invitation card, but it's a baby that you just send. Baby Graham. <laughs> Goo gaga. Save. Here's a baby Graham. <laughs> Save the date. <laughs> Bring this baby back. I need this baby back. I want my baby back, baby back, baby back. Uh, this is a song about just like em- emotional consensual caring sex having Mm -hmm. let Uh, inhibitions come undone yes Yes, or no but no maybes i I like that 
yes or no, but no maybes. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the lyrics aren't as strong. You evoke the feeling, this feeling I've been dreaming of. Ah, that feeling. You know, I understand now. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, put your love all over me is like, a, I guess, k- kind of a sexy way to. I guess. <laughs> it's kind of a weird um, image. Yeah. Putting it, place it, place, place your love, place it upon me, me. <laughs> perch your love all over me. Um, I, I just remembered, uh, strong bad, uh, when he said, uh, the, the ladies will be all upon, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> which I think is, is one of the, the best, uh, jokes in that format. <laughs> The best riffs on that idea. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I know it might seem crazy, but I'm going to put you in this blindfold. <laughs> Does that seem that crazy? I just need you to trust me. Oh, is, that you see more with your eyes closed. Uh, is Brittany just like very vanilla? That she thinks like uh, <laughs> putting a blindfold on I is she- crazy? <laughs> <laughs> crazy? Yeah, is, this so- uh, is this a soft brag from... <laughs> <laughs> an implicit brag from my uh from my co-host nathan i mean read into you however you want but i feel like some of that like a lot of stuff has been mainstreamed enough that it's a little <laughs> bit weird to say like this might now this might seem crazy but what if you put a blindfold on well i can't finish unless i have blindfolds over my whole body <laughs> <laughs> a body fold <laughs> i guess that's kind of like a gimp suit huh exactly that's what i'm trying to say thank you for listening a full body blindfold is a gimp suit i guess so yeah uh uh okay well um i think this song is i think this song is pretty again it doesn't really sound like her singing yeah uh and it's very processed too so even if it is her it's not very her um but I like some of the rhythmic delivery mm-hmm. in that sand sample we had. Yeah, I think it's nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not bad. It, it the yeah, the lyrics are like again. I mean, we basically like covered everything the lyrics are. Is like it's this one idea, and it doesn't even really like flesh it out. It's like here's my here's the invitation, and I'll talk about it a little bit. And I'll say things like feeling something, kind of thinking out loud, feeling something, kind of thinking right now, right yeah. now. But we could be right, right now, right now. It's like, oh, you don't say <laughs> anything that is. Uh, so there was on Twitter, there's a uh, a glory streaming party, hashtag glory streaming party. A glory uh, show. And she says about this song, this uh, invitation, this was the perfect first song. It really sets the tone for the whole album. It doesn't. It doesn't. I mean, it, this tone is not revisited. I don't. I don't no, think. No, it's really not. We don't have this like or kind developed. of sweet, yeah, love song vibe. I don't think really. I kind of would like that. I mean, I like. Uh, I don't know. The ideas in it are pretty simple, and I think you know we're maybe criticizing the lyrics a bit, but I, th- I think that the it, it doesn't really matter because it's. It feels like the the song is more about more about the invitation and more about the the emotion in the music so mm-hmm. yeah uh next do you want to come over yes 
But mm. what song do you want to do next? Yeah. Uh, I like. I really like how gay those BGBs are. It makes you really. I do it. I think it's great. Yeah, it's great. Um, it's it's a little bit. Yeah, it's 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 got an interesting case of just uh like shifting musical uh, expressions like pretty drastically when it gets to the chorus. Uh, and I kind of dig that actually. Um, yeah. We were just talking about the Beatles. Like one of my things, one of my favorite things about Paul McCartney as a songwriter is how he has just an intensely short musical attention span. Yeah. Like the second half of Abbey Road, he's like, he gets like uh, 80 seconds into a song. He's like, I'm tired of this song. Next song. <laughs> he does that a lot in Wings too. Like uh, Live and Let Die is like five different songs just kind of mashed together. It's pretty fun. I like it. <laughs> uh, I my favorite part of that album is when uh, Her Majesty ends with uh, Her Majesty's pretty nice girl. Someday I'm gonna make her mine. Oh yeah, someday I'm gonna make her mine. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> the guitar picking pattern just stops. <laughs> it's very abrupt. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. a good ending to an album. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a one minute song. Uh, there's some very like George Michael, like Faith, guitar in this song. Do you want to mm. play that sound sample? I thought yeah. this was fun. I, w- I really wasn't expecting this. This might be a empty sound sample. We'll see. Oh no! It's completely silent. God, Cameron, what did you it. do? <laughs> uh, it's just like my shitty like sound grabber. I know that a lot of them aren't empty, um, or some of them aren't empty. It looks like this is the only one that's empty. And this is the only oh, time I, I've seen it happen um, throughout the show. So you have a fairly good track record. Yeah, all right. Well, uh, do you want to just like, I feel, I don't know. I think if you go in like uh, 15 seconds, I think you'll hear some of the guitar. I will give it a try. Yeah. We'll, we'll see if it might be a little bit of a mess, but we'll see what happens. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Can you hear that? Yeah. Okay. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those like sharp um it's like an overdriven acoustic guitar. Yeah. Like strummed really um, hard. Strummed really hard. Yeah. Yeah, and then I think that there's some sort of effect on it that makes it it doesn't sound muted by a hand. It doesn't sound acoustically muted. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's. I yeah. always think it's interesting when, like, when you take uh, acoustic instruments and make them sound uh, not like they're in a room. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. It's a cool effect. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then. Um, yeah, so I, I mean, what what is this song about? Um, this is song, a song about uh, booty call. Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, 
Basically, let it's me, like... Let me rub your back. You can set limitations. Hmm. Honey, Hun- if you want, you can get out frustrations. If you want to get out frustrations. <laughs> hmm. Uh, I think this is an interesting line. Say that you feel alone that your day was the baddest, telling me you can't sleep because of your mattress. So I think they're having like some sort of phone or text conversation. Yeah. And Brittany's like, do you just want to come over? Which I feel like that's that's uh, a nice thing to say to someone, especially if it's a booty yeah. call. You know what? As I, as I look at this song a little bit more, there's obviously a, an invitation for sex. But it seems like she really is saying, let me rub your back or yeah. just like talk to me about your day. And then later on, she's, she sings, I could get into that kissing and touching or we could be good and do next to nothing. Yeah. I can. And I, <laughs> I thought that that was like a rhetorical, um, wh- oh, like she didn't really mean it. and now I'm like, oh, maybe that actually is what she means. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like a very it's an interesting dynamic that I don't see expressed in a lot of songs where it's like, yeah, I want to take care of you. Uh, that can take basically whatever form you want it to take up to and including like sexual contact. Like if, if that's what you need and want after having a shitty day, I'm down. But if you just want to like have me rub your back and like we talk and stuff, that's fine too. But I'm gonna but I'm gonna tell you all of this with a real attitude. <laughs> with a real sassy attitude and a strong beat. <laughs> uh and then and then a chorus of just like fun gay dudes saying, Uh-huh <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Is there a music video and does it have uh like nineteen oh, eighties era uh dudes in like rainbow jumpsuit jumpsuits doing like uh aerobics moves basically. That's sort of what I'm envisioning. <laughs> I really want there to be there I think there's only one music video for this whole album and I kinda just scanned through it. Oh. It was pretty boring. And it wasn't this song. Boo. Uh yeah, I don't I don't know if I I, I, I do not actually... It feels like there's gay coding um, about those background vocals. I don't know if it's supposed to, but I know that sometimes Britney does things out of respect for the gays. Mm-hmm. So, like, I feel like it's intentional. She those won her, a GLAAD award, actually, around this time, I noticed. Interesting. Um, let's see. In 2018... Okay, so after this album comes out, two years, she was honored with a 2018 GLAAD Vanguard Award... Uh, for her role in quote accelerating acceptance for the LGBTQ community, great, yeah. Is the Vanguard Award specifically for allies? I don't know. It is, yeah. It's presented to a member of the entertainment community who does not identify as LGBT, but who has made significant difference in promoting equal rights for LGBT people. And I hope Macklemore won. And no, he didn't. <laughs> the most recent recipient, however, was Taylor Swift. Uh, yeah. What what was that song about? Like, oh, the her, haters like, pride song. Yeah, oh. something like that. Mm. Yeah, something uh, about like you know being obnoxious, not making anyone less gay. Yeah. Uh, well, good for her. Um. Uh, yeah. Do I have anything else? Okay, so this bridge is is kind of interesting textually, because all I want is what. Because all I want is what you want. Mm. Mm, is what you... No, I think I think there's a... <laughs> I think there's a little extra. 
word in there. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll edit that out. That's why uh, we have the uh, the official uh, <laughs> the the genius the official account. podcast account. Because um, all I want is what you want, and all you want is me. And then she reverses it. Yeah, all you want is what I want, and all I want is you. Hmm. So I think that's kind of an interesting the palindrome. Yeah, an interesting it's thing not, to say, because um, it doesn't necessarily seem like she's talking about self-love, but that's kind of, I don't know, I guess, I guess it, it just means I'm I'm just, like, wrapped up, and I, I'm ready to be, like, you know, to tear down ego boundaries mm-hmm. um, in a way that seems i don't know nice in this context mm-hmm. and also i think that uh it's in the, there's no rhyme scheme there it's just totally blank mm-hmm. um so yeah play that sound sample and yeah. we'll, we'll hear that <laughs> she whispers, yeah, just come a, over. Just come over. That's an example of um, sometimes you can distract from a blank, uh, from blank verse uh, by musically resolving, but she mm-hmm. doesn't there. Mm-hmm. She, well, I mean, she goes to the major third. Uh, all I want is me or all you want is me. She ends there. Mm-hmm. And then you would think, or a way she could approach that would be when she flips it, she could say, and all I want is you. You know, she could resolve it there. Mm-hmm. And I think it would feel like a little less jarring. But with the blank rhyme scheme and with the exact same melody with no sort of question answer mm-hmm. setup, uh, I just think it's kind of an interesting choice. I don't know why it's like that. It feels, mm-hmm. it feels glaring in a way that it must be on purpose. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, choices. Yeah, I mean it's not my favorite choice, but I think mm-hmm. it's an interesting choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, make me ellipses. Yeah, uh, she wants you to make her ellipses. This production feels very dated to me. Mm. It feels like I don't, I don't, I don't know how to put my finger on it exactly, but it's a very particular kind of mid 2000 teens mm-hmm. uh pop sound yeah uh, i don't know if especially i could really... the, like the little vocal high high-pitched vocal process squeaks mm-hmm. which, which feels like uh i don't know like kanye west was doing that like 10 years earlier and then it finally kind of trickled down to mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, if, <laughs> to it being ubiquitous, <laughs> the laugher curve finally caught up with it. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, it, this whole song feels kind of dated. At one at one point, uh, the guest rapper 
G E Z with an easy spell with a Z. Um, I think it's pronounced Geezy. Geezy. Oh yeah, maybe you're right. <laughs> He's trying to point out how old uh, he is. The real geezer. Uh, they say now follow me. Let's go like Penelope in Blow. And I was just like, what? I was like, I know that that's a movie. I think Penelope Cruz in it. And yeah, blow? and then I had to like look at the explanation, and it's like apparently she marries another man while engaged or something, uh, and then goes to jail. <laughs> according to this genius annotation, and it's like what a weird reference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like this is 2016. Who came out like, like what 2002? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's it's so like weird. it's like a movie that. Had, as far as I know, had such little impact that there was no reason for me to, when I was old enough to check it out, like revisit it. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like one of those kinds of cultural touchstones. Mm-hmm. That's not that doesn't stand the test of time. And it's like, what do you mean, like Penelope and Blow? What are you <laughs> doing, Geezy? <laughs> yeah, it's fifteen years after that movie came out. My God. <laughs> Oh, this one has a music video. I I don't think I saw this before. Interesting. What have we got here? There's a, like a sound stage. Um, there's some. I think that might be Geezy. Maybe. <laughs> Let's see. Which one's Geezy? Uh, Brittany's doing kind of a lap dance to one of her. Is that one of her backup dancers? That seems like a PR disaster waiting to happen. <laughs> Oh, Ge- I, that must be Geezy. He's doing some um, some thrusting, oh, some air thrusts. Great, interesting. <laughs> uh, well, you know what, Geezy looks like fun. All right, I actually, I actually like him now. <laughs> mm-hmm. I actually, I actually, actually like Geezy's that he now. wanted to talk about Penelope Cruz and Blow. Um, <laughs> like, like, let me talk to you about his his style here. He had he has a very, I would say, like a like a a puerto rican or like latin caribbean kind of coded style mm-hmm. like he has um you know like a a short sleeve button up black shirt with a long sleeve shirt underneath it mm-hmm. uh and he's wearing like a a, a cute little hat ah. and he's got like <laughs> little hat kind of dadly sunglasses on and i think he's kind of great uh okay well, I'm glad I checked that out. Great. I'm assuming that's Geezy. He's getting a lot of airtime in this music video, and uh, it has to be. Mm, well, it simply must be Geezy. It's simply... I can't believe it's not Geezy, and I won't. <laughs> Oops, all Geezy. <laughs> all right. Um, uh, I can move on. Yeah, let's talk about Private Show. It feels like she was um, Alvin and the Chipmunked. Yeah, it, there's definitely some weird processing going on in her vocals for this yeah. one. What do you think about this one? Um, what do you think about Britney talking about twerking? 
Is this about twerking? Well, she says it at one point. Watch me spin it and twerk it. Oh. I feel like Britney doesn't... Well, I was going to say, I feel like Britney doesn't know what twerking is. But then again, she's like such a dancer that maybe she like uh, actually bothered to learn what it was instead of what most white people did during these stretch of years just like refer to it without really knowing what it was. Right. Well, this is a, you know, this is a post 2013 Miley Cyrus twerking on Robin Thicke world. Oh, so, so everyone knows what twerking is. This is also a post shake it off world. So gotcha. Okay. I forgot the timeline of that whole thing. So never mind. I reveal my dumbness. Um, the world it, didn't know what twerking was. The the and by the world I mean the whites the until whites. Miley Cyrus brought it to us all. The queen of the whites. <laughs> God help us all. <laughs> um I think this is a uh, it's fine. It's it kind of sounds like a private lap dance almost, but it might just be like two people sort of role playing as a private lap dance. But put on a private yeah, show. Yeah, you can't tell if this is actually sex work or yeah, or not. Uh, it has but, the outro is is very interesting. I know you have a sound sample of it. Oh yeah, you should. <laughs> you should I forgot about that. You should play that. Yep. <laughs> I have to say that's a new one for me, Cameron. I've, I, I've heard many, many slang terms for the vulva and or vagina or secondary sex characteristics of uh, female people. And um, that's a new one. I had never heard apple pie before. Right. Not that particular fruit. No. Yeah. I mean, cherry, cherry pie, pie, obviously, yeah. is like that's so precedented there's like that whole gross song from the 80s about it but apple pie apple i was just assuming that she that the apple pie was part of a show a real apple pie (laughs) (laughs) apple pie piece of cheese if you want (laughs) i still have never tried that maybe she pulled an oprah and like put an apple pie beneath everyone's seat She's like, you get an apple pie, and you get an apple pie. Everyone gets apple pies. Uh, that would be great if that happened. <laughs> that would <laughs> fucking event. rule. I would love that. <laughs> just look on your seat, and there's like a steaming apple pie. And the entire audience just like is lifted up by their noses by the fragrance <laughs> waves of the apple pies, and they float out of the auditorium. Uh. My friend in the old time community, Pat Shores, is uh, is uh, a, an illustrator and author for kids, mm-hmm. um, and uh, she she does the biscuit books. They're like easy to read books about a cute little cute little puppy mm-hmm. biscuit. Um, you may know those, uh, but my favorite book of hers is one that she actually wrote and illustrated called Pie for Chuck, mm. and it's about. It's about a, a woodchuck and his forest friends, um, and they notice that there's like a blueberry pie cooling on the windowsill, and then the whole the whole little book is just about them trying to get to this pie, and then they and then through teamwork they get the pie and they crash it to the ground and it makes a huge mess, and they get 
absolutely fat on this pie and then they <laughs> run away and that's the whole book <laughs> and it's really satisfying that's awesome <laughs> yeah and it's, it's also like kind of sad because like the kid comes out to like <laughs> check on the pie and he's just like what <laughs> <laughs> pie's on the ground <laughs> pie for chuck yeah it's the the pie. what you didn't know yeah. is that the pie is for chuck <laughs> Uh, I've been making a lot of pie lately. Oh, Mostly nice. Pot pies. Mmm. I mean, they legalized it here many years ago, so I think you're, you're <laughs> oh, fine there. Oh, God, I should do that. <laughs> we, should, we should do that. <laughs> That's like a, a dangerous idea. It's a very dangerous idea, yeah. Um. All right. I, do I have anything else to say about this? Oh, You have another so, sound sample. Yeah, so I think that this song feels like that... Um, that like neo soul pop revival mm-hmm. uh, sound, like the Pharrell song. You know when did when did Happy come out? Happy. Oh, I want to say that was like 2013. Uh, that's that sounds right to me. Um, you know, just like the it's vaguely you know kind of oh it's 2014. Okay, I'm so I, I think that's when it got like really big. I think CeeLo Green's fuck you or forget you depending mm-hmm. on where you're listening came out somewhere around that time as well. And this feels like it's kind of like hopping on that bandwagon, but a little bit too late. Um, but you know, it's got like claps and snaps, a lot of just vocals, very spare. Um, and the thing that I thought was kind of interesting about it is it, a lot of that music is very, uh, cordy. Like it has like, it's very chord progression, based because mm-hmm. a lot of the tropes come from the you know a lot of the iconic sounds come from chord progressions and this song is basically on just the one chord the entire time mm-hmm. except for in the sound sample uh that uh that you played and i think the sound sample that i have as well um where they go four 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 five and then they return mm-hmm. um but the rest of the time it's just like do do da do do da just over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. Um, And it, yeah, it felt, um, I don't know, kind of soulless to me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's a soulless soul song. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's a soulless, soulless music. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Play play that sound sample. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. This is a strange. This is a strange song. Mm -hmm. Um, Sit you down. Hop onto your pot of gold. (laughs) Mm. Yeah, it's it's an interesting. I've never heard that metaphor. It kind of makes sense if they're if she's actually being paid to do this. Mm -hmm. Hop Um, onto your pot of gold. Maybe this is all about a lap dance that she is performing for a leprechaun. What do you think? (laughs) Uh, I was trying to... No, I don't... You know what? I I can't make a joke about this because I don't know enough about lap dances. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You could just say like, Oh, I'm suspicious of that, Brittany. She's after me lucky charms. (laughs) That's good. Thank you. That's the only reason she gave me a lap dance. (laughs) Man, what a curse 
that he feels like he has to like guard those lucky charms and he can't enjoy just like you know having kid friends mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like it's okay that they want your lucky charms I mean it's That's an asset he's a real Scrooge McDuck type character it's like it's it's a it's really a metaphor an allegory for wealth hoarding and how uh, it turns yeah. you into a bitter paranoid person who's cut off from everyone around you um i guess what i'm saying is don't just eat lucky charms eat the rich and that includes the lucky charms leprechaun (laughs) (laughs) should we talk about uh, man on the moon i guess so mostly for her french uh yes i was hoping you got a sound sample of that i did I'm not really sure what this uh, this song's about. Um, I mean, I know that well, it's, it's about her moon man. <laughs> it's about her love affair with Andy Kaufman. <laughs> I was I was wondering, did she just watch uh, the movie about Andy Kaufman starring Jim Carrey? Um, yeah, there's there's a lot of imagery about like the nighttime and the stars in the sky and space and stuff, and she's waiting for her man in the moon. Um, but it's seems like, like an irresponsible mission for NASA to fund. <laughs> yes, like this is what we're are my tax dollars are going to. We could be going to Mars, and instead we're hooking up with Brittany. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the only issue I have. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Every other way that my taxes are allocated is perfectly fine with me. <laughs> um, yeah, this is a really strange song. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, and then it gets the weirdest yes it, towards the end do you want to play yes <laughs> that sound sample uh what was that <laughs> i think some sort of countdown ostensibly she pronounced quatre as cough i think is what i heard <laughs> i heard cough. i mean i i don't know how i don't know how to pronounce it but that's why i don't <laughs> yeah <laughs> um i clicked on the genius annotation for this and uh apparently they are um there are people who are advocating for the idea that she is specifically trying to do like an imitation of French without doing actual French words. Kind of like, um, there's a, there's this great song. Uh, did, did I ever make you listen to this? Prison colon insane choose No. Okay. Um, let me pull up the Spotify. Um, so the idea is there was this Italian guy, um, who, uh, his name, Adriano, uh, Chilentano. And he decides he's going to write an English language song because, like, uh, it's hard to do pop music in Italian in the 70s. So he's like, the stuff that's selling is English language records from America and stuff. So I'm going to write uh, an English song. 
I, I don't. This it's actually, like the spaghetti western of songs. Yeah, basically. So he he just like does a bunch of uh, imitative English, and we're gonna listen to it. When I stay in the shoes, and I will hold build the scene, then a whole red maybe get the color boss dying. It's also Loki wow. Alba. It's a chorus. There's, there's a great music video on YouTube um, that we will link to in the show notes. Everyone should watch it. It's fantastic. It's like this this music video from the 70s. He takes he takes the uh, role of like a a teacher, like teaching a class of only pretty girls. I think uh, this like cool. weird imitative <laughs> English. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a very cool and catchy song though. Too, it's I I like it a lot. Um, Interesting. Everyone, check that out. So, uh, there are people on Genius who are saying that that is what Britney is doing to French, um, in in her lines. And I wonder if if that's actually true or if that's just like a cover for how badly she mangles it. Yeah, it seems like she's. I don't know. Like she's just like, oh, this song sounds so romantic. I feel like it needs some sort of rom- like something more romantic than me speaking English. <laughs> yeah, and they transcribe it in the genius as "Il m'amène au lieu du chevalier cet hiver," which means uh, he brings me to the the place of the night this winter. But "hiver" is like plural for for some reason. I don't know. It's it's pretty nonsensical either either way. <laughs> and then she like well, tries to do a countdown and from five to one, cinq, quatre, trois, deux, un. But she says do instead of de, and I swear cool. she says cough instead of quatre. So uh, it's a weird choice. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a little bit strange. It seems a little thrown off. Yeah, it's like. If you're going to do that, like maybe get someone who speaks French to do it or alternatively hire like uh, like a, a dialect or language coach or like something to be like, help me actually do this right. Like what is the, what is the purpose of doing it if you're not going to like even attempt to do it right? <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's not, it's, I don't think it's an issue of resources. <laughs> no, it's not. I don't think so. I don't think she didn't have enough money to hire someone to be like, how do I pronounce these words? Uh, all right. Should we talk about clumsy? Sure. Uh, I think this song is interesting. (laughs) 
I think I extended the sound sample a little bit longer than I normally would, so we got that oops in there. Um, Gotta get that oops in there. Oops, she did it again. Again. Um, this is maybe the closest that this album gets to having like a fleshed out song with interesting lyrical content. Yeah, the the metaphor if it feels the closest that Britney's kind of gotten to uh, like something approaching approaching a kind of poetic meaning as opposed to like a a one to one you know idea Uh, yeah it's hard to say exactly what she means by clumsy but you know it could could mean that like I mean she says closer to you closer to pain like Mm -hmm. oh like if I'm around you um because you were clumsy you might hurt me because of my proximity to you mm-hmm. you know uh but but then she's also talking about the clumsiness of having sex mm-hmm. you know banging all over this ben- bedroom um, she's also using it to be coy though too because in verse two she's like clumsy because i'd be slipping out of this dress you know whoops whoopsie the dress <laughs> fell off um and she also like um Going around and then we smash. Yeah, she uses it to make a lot of like really silly, uh, like double entendres. Well, like one and a half entendres. <laughs> we smash again and again. Uh, I've never heard smash as like uh, a euphemism for having sex until I heard uh, Thundercat's uh, Dragon Ball Durag. Do you know this song? Uh huh. It's probably one of my favorite music videos uh, because, you know, Thundercat's whole thing when he's writing for himself is to make these extremely catchy songs that are very, very, very silly. Deeply um, silly, yeah. But uh, this whole song is just about him uh, trying to get uh, women to have have sex with him. Um, And he's trying to impress them by wearing his uh, Dragon Ball Z (laughs) do-rag. Original Dragon Ball do-rag or whatever. Um, And... uh, at one point, he sings, "Trying to smash, trying to smash. Am I doing it right? <laughs> Am I doing it right?" <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and then, and then, one of my favorite lyrics is, comes right after that, and he sings, "Let me love you all through the night, endlessly." <laughs> There's a lot of little things like that that are like, "Wow, that's so stupid, but it's smart." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, try to smash him with your rag. Do the do. Yeah, I I think the song is yeah it's kind of interesting. Different kind of clumsiness here. Uh, Never told a soul about what we've done. You let it roll right off your tongue again and again. Mm -hmm. There's like all these like little ideas. Uh, It's sort of an unconcise song in a way that I think is to its um, in its favor. Right. I mean, even just the way it begins clumsy but i love how you go down which is like sexy right from the get-go um head first and style it out again and again um because it's like clumsy in the sense that like she's sort of or he or the second person rather shouldn't be normative and assume it is a he um that this person is like sort of clumsy in the in the way that they uh protect themselves in a new relationship they just kind of like dive head first 
um into it but also it's also about going down on someone yeah <laughs> and then the idea of like clumsiness uh, is in there somehow it's yeah, a sexy I mean, it's, kind it's, of clumsiness it's, oops i i <laughs> tripped and fell head first right into your crotch <laughs> whoopsie yeah a difficult thing to do gracefully to, um, to trip into someone's crotch yeah <laughs> yeah you really well, gotta when in Rome <laughs> you really gotta Eat some pussy <laughs> moderate your momentum because you don't want to hit it with too much force <laughs> in my experience yeah uh, and uh, if you want to hear more about that we compare notes in our uh <laughs> In our special Patreon side podcast, What's in the Box Weekly. Don't don't do that with especially with the name of it being What's in the Box. Don't this is not the way to to soft plug it. Come on. That's not what we do. We talked about a bunch of movies this week. Uh gross people out in the name want to support us. Call me insane. Just make sure to call me for dinner. That's hilarious. Love that (laughs) classic joke. Um wait, what are you talking about? Uh, that's not a real lyric. Um, oh, I'm, I'm lost. Well, she does that classic, like, you know, call me whatever you want. Just make sure to call me for dinner. But she says, but don't call it a day. Oh, huh. So it's like the day is not over. You know that little idiom? No, no. I mean, like, don't call it a day. Like, don't quit on me. Oh, yeah. No. And yeah, I get that. They're like calling it a day is like thrown in the towel. Yeah. I guess so. Yeah. It's, it's a, a little... towel at me. <laughs> You clumsy asshole. <laughs> You're so clumsy. Stop throwing towels all over the place. Uh, okay. Um, I think we should get close to wrapping up. Yeah. Um, oh, we should definitely talk about Slumber Party. We should talk about Slumber Party, sure. Yeah. What an odd metaphor, slash, I guess it's technically a simile at most points. Which um, one? We use our bodies to make our own videos? No, I mean, that is odd, but that wasn't the one I was talking about. Uh, this, like, conceptualizing of a booty call or, like, spending a night with someone as a slumber party. Right. When I think of slumber party, I think of, like, 8 to 12-year-olds, I think. Yeah. I think that's about like I think that's about when you stop using the term slumber party. Sure. Uh yeah. yeah slumber is such an antiquated word. Um one time at a slumber party, um I played Truth or Dare and I ate and I ate a piece of cat food. <laughs> I almost threw up. Oh, oh, oh Cameron. It wasn't wet it wasn't wet cat food. That's good. God, that even just smelling that stuff makes me want to throw up. Jesus. Yeah. So that's that's what I was thinking about when she's singing <laughs> the sexy song. It's taking you back to your cat food eating days. Uh, yeah. I think I, I think see I confetti see from this potion. 
What is, that's, that's the opening too line. Too many ideas. <laughs> yeah, that's not a slumber party idea. Yeah, po- slumber party idea would be like they, drinking soda. Yeah, I don't too think late. they drink a lot of potions <laughs> at slumber parties. <laughs> you no, know, kids, potions. kids like order a pizza and stay up late and watch movies, and they drink a bunch of potions, and they summon uh, they Beelzebub around the cauldron. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kids and their rituals. Am I right? Yeah, uh, she does some kind of like references, like uh, pillow fights. She says, "Building up your fortress like a mountain." Yeah, that's that's weird. Is that meant to be a phallic image? I don't know. Because also, I don't know. Like the idea of the of the pillow fight is very much like a male gazy uh, uh, version of like a like lesbian sort of sex sure scenario right like that's an like animal house like the sexy kids yeah, yeah. are like having their pillow fight and john belushi is uh being a total creep and uh yeah. watching them um so that's what i think of when she's talking about pillow fights in the context of sexiness right i think i would i, I think i'd be a lot more interested in an actual sexy so- like slumber party song where like maybe maybe she's saying sex will happen but also like they're going to watch like all the lord of the rings movies or the babysitter <laughs> club or something <laughs> yeah. there's, there's there's also a lot of really weird distracting details in this song like in the chorus because we got them candles hanging hanging from the ceiling low have you ever seen that like someone hanging candles low from the ceiling are they like knee level and they're just hanging from these long brass chains like what is that (laughs) this is like a weird like gothic joel schumacher phantom of the opera type set dressing uh okay so i'm looking at the music video here um she's in like a bunch of sexy outfits it kind of looks like there's like a party or maybe an orgy Actually, this, there is some kind of Schumacheriness here. Mm. I'm liking it more um, now. There's a smoke machine. Let's fill up this clawfoot uh, bath with bubbles. Loving me so hard, it's causing trouble. Like a slumber party. You know, like a slumber party where you someone is just jackhammering you so hard you get all chafed. <laughs> like a slumber party. <laughs> I mean, this is kind of a cool video. Like, there's a like, there's almost like a Denali scene at the end. Like, there's like a bunch of like powdery paints. Wait, like the national park? Is did I say the right thing? Is it Denali, the nas- the national park of Alaska? Diwali. That's what I meant. Diwali. Oh, the holiday. Yeah. Excuse me. I, I've only said that word out loud a few times. <laughs> or maybe never. <laughs> so good. Um, yeah, the one with, like, the Indian one with mm-hmm. the paint. Mm-hmm. Uh, or not paint. It's like powder. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's a weird song. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, Wiki- or not Wikipedia. Uh, uh, Brittany Pedia says about this, Slumber Party is really cool because it's got a Jamaican feel. It's really laid back. 
I think a lot of girls are going to have a lot of sleepovers to this song. It's definitely a song you want to take you and your girlfriends go out and just have a great time, eat a lot of pizza and talk about boys and just be really naughty. Yeah. Is that... This is... Is that... Hmm. Yeah, clearly there is a vision and then there is like a mission drift <laughs> for this song. Yes. And, and she's think, not on the writing credits for this one at all. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's... uh Oh, boy. Hmm seems profoundly misguided i mean a lot of things in that quote seem profoundly misguided (laughs) (laughs) to to say it has like a laid-back jamaican feel is like a little bit weird to say you could say like you know it has like a reggae influence maybe but to like specifically (laughs) cast all of jamaica as being laid back (laughs) is a very weird thing to do especially considering that apparently their government is super duper repressive yeah um okay let's move on yeah that was the main my main uh to get to was that song what what song do you want to end with yeah okay so i mean i i think hard to forget you is boring lyrically but i think the music is kind of nice And there's one musical moment that I think is kind of interesting. And then uh, we'll say goodbye for now to Britney Spears. That melody in the in the uh I guess it's the pre-chorus technically. It sounds like a Bonnie Raitt song. It's like a Bonnie Raitt Interesting. melody. Interesting. Which one? Like a, uh, just the one we listened to. It sounds like a specific one or one that oh. Bonnie Raitt would. No, it just sounds like Bonnie Raitt's kind of style. Interesting. Um Yeah, it, it feels like a very kind of classic a dancey uh you know it has like all these tropes in it you know like the edm tropes of like it doubles in its density like do and then it drops you know like that kind of stuff um yeah it's pretty boring uh there's one ultimately like lyrically it's just so hard to forget you. There's just something about you. Okay. Mm-hmm. I believe you. <laughs> and then there's these like weird lyrical moments. We're stuck here forever. <laughs> like, oh no. Oh, yikes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Brittany says about it. There were so many inspirations and the finished product was so unique. It's like, well, <laughs> I don't know if it was unique. It mostly just sounds like there was a lot of inspirations. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's this one thing that I think is, is interesting, uh, where there's these claps that come in, and then the claps are kind of in these two different uh, two different time signatures, kind of. I'll explain it after you play it. Mm. 
so it starts before the claps come in it's like if it has this very halftime feel where it's like mm, do ga, uh, 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 and then the claps come in and go you know so they enter into like a normal a double time of that but then the claps are accented still in that halftime they go clap 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 like there's more claps on that halftime feel so there's these like two uh time signatures um with the same it's like four four and then four two or something mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. uh, at the same time. I think it's just like kind of rhythmically interesting because it, it gives it more energy, but it doesn't let go of that um, backbeat. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, play one more time so yeah. people can hear that. So that's halftime. So the halftime still stays there, but then it, it also has the increased density of uh, quarter note claps. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just like a little detail that's like, okay, this feels like a, a unique idea. Mm-hmm. And I think, I mean, she's seems pretty explicitly referencing Lady Gaga with the line about so much for my poker face. Uh, yeah, Lady Gaga has pr- uh, profoundly taken over that, <laughs> that idiom. Mm-hmm. It's hers now. It's uh, Lady Gaga's world. We just live in it. Yep. Well, Britney Spears. Britney Spears, everyone. We, ta- we talked about her. We talked um, about her. Listen to I, all of her albums. I hope she gets control over her life. Me too. Um, and I want to watch that uh, documentary. Um, did we discuss maybe doing that as like a, a bonus uh bonus content we're like, a little bit backlogged with movies that we should watch yes. for bonus content at this point yes we are uh but um I, i'm interested in doing that yeah maybe we could do that i wonder if if it would be a good idea to do like a commentary track while we watch it is or is that done oh, yeah well i'd be mostly wanting to just like listen to the things that are happening yeah i think so <laughs> It's, That's maybe maybe not, there's like a middle ground. Maybe we could like pause it and talk about the things that we've learned so far. <laughs> like I guess, the movie. but then like I don't know, people can't follow along. I don't know. We'll figure something well, out. This is all riveting. Yeah, um, this is. We're not done talking about air. Britney. I think there's more Britney yeah. in the future. Yeah. Uh, although, maybe we should end with if she ended oh. with uh, this album, it might be uh, it might be appropriate because this is how she ends the album. That was fun. Yeah. It's cute. It's a little cute moment. I like it. Oops. Oops. <laughs> Maybe she should have ended it on that. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> Oops. Oops. I, I did a really crazy career. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, we, we have... You had an idea for uh, a future season, maybe even the next season, and uh, I have an idea that Mm -hmm. is an old idea. Mm -hmm. I was thinking that it would be interested. uh, It would be interesting to follow up on this like maligned uh, female uh, uh, recording artists. 
we should talk about Janet Jackson. We talked about doing this before. Yeah, we did. But like, you know, if we're talking about people who's, you know, who Justin Timberlake have ruined, <laughs> um, like, I think it'd be, I think we should talk about her at some point. I, I'm legitimately interested in her music. She has an acting career. Mm-hmm. She's been getting brought up again. Um, uh, I've been thinking about her because uh, the most recent episode of Blank Check featured um, Poetic Justice, which is a movie with Janet Jackson in it. And um, yeah, I'm just like thinking about thinking about her and like it'd be really cool to think about her music. But you had an idea as well. Yeah, I've been listening to... Fe- What's that? Uh, you've been listening to i've been listening to uh the podcast you're wrong about which is a very very good podcast uh people check it out uh and as part of the, one of their like uh, uh pandemic things is they started like a little book club basically and so one of the main journalists who is on the show michael hobbs read jessica simpson's biography uh which sounds great and makes jessica simpson sound uh come across like really good um but she dated John Mayer for a number of years, sort of on and off. And that made me think like, I wonder if we could listen to John Mayer. Cause he seems to have like a specific brand of artistic toxic masculinity that I think I have participated in and seen sure. around me. Uh, it's, it's very different from like the macho, beer and football and monster trucks toxic masculinity but it involves a lot more like uh writing super long emails (laughs) at each other (laughs) which is what he did with (laughs) jessica simpson apparently um but the the problem is like i would kind of want that to be a redemption story for john mayer and it might not be it might just be a a bummer the entire time like smash mouth there was a there was a uh a New York times article about John Mayer in 2017 that is all about like, they're trying to set him up as a redemption story. And it does not sound like a redemption story to me. It does not sound like he really has redeemed himself. He still seems like kind of a shithead. So I have a lot of complicating. Yeah. I'm definitely interested in talking in, in talking about, uh, in talking about John Mayer, um, because I'm interested in him as a musician. Like, I feel like it's been a while since we've talked about an instrumentalist and he's someone who is a songwriter. He writes his own songs. We haven't had that in a little while, like Mm -hmm. to the extent, you know, that Mm -hmm. John Mayer is, I perceive him to be at least. Um, and he, yeah, and he's a guitarist and that's like an important part of his music, I think. Mm -hmm. So I'd I'd be interested in talking about just, uh, uh, using an instrument as a voice again. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't know if we've talked about, I don't know if we've talked about an instrumentalist like John Mayer before. Like we've talked about Mm. bands Mm -hmm. that focus on instrumentation. Um, You know, Slayer's probably the closest we've gotten, but like to have like one singular person who's like, you know, I'm going to sing and then I'm going to take a solo and they're sort of equally important and it's one person's sort of brand. And then I'm going to, you know, uh, make a face. Right. In reaction to the sounds that I'm making. Yeah. To do the guitar face, like an Eric Clapton type figure. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, not interested in redeeming Eric Clapton. No. But I think I think that there's more of a case for like thinking about John Mayer's music and maybe thinking about uh, I don't know, like it could be a dark road. Mm-hmm. I, I'd say the argument for Janet Jackson is like you know she was sort of uh, canceled in the real sense, yeah, um, <laughs> uh, a long time ago. Like what was that? Like early two thousands? Two thousand four, I believe, is uh, the Super Bowl. Yeah, she 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 came. You know, she came out with an album that year, and she came out with three other albums after that. And and she's been working since uh, nineteen eighty two. Yes, she's got like a giant career, mm-hmm. um, or it spans a lot of time. It wouldn't be too long to stop. It's I eleven mean, albums. Eleven. That's slightly longer than Britney. Yeah, it's less it's than not Slayer, an ICP. I would guess that a lot of her albums are, you know, respect, uh, respectful lengths. Yes. Because she's a pop, st- a pop star. Yeah. Which has been nice about Britney, you know, like her her albums, I don't think ever got longer than an hour. They were like 45 minute point. albums. Yeah, I yeah. think you're right. And I don't know if we can expect that from John Mayer. <laughs> yeah, that's he's a great a, point. Yeah. He doesn't so, seem like I, he's good I'm, at self-editing. <laughs> I'm interested in, in in doing either. Um, we could we could have a listener vote. Yeah, we could throw it to a poll. Yeah. How Should we do, do that? that? Yeah, let's do that. Great. Yeah, that way if we end up doing John Mayer and it sucks and we hate it and it's a big slog, uh, I'll be completely absolved of all guilt and responsibility, <laughs> <laughs> and I'll feel great about uh, myself still. Boy. Anything I yeah. can do to protect my fragile ego is what I'm going to do. Yeah, it feels really. It feels like a really weird, uh, <laughs> like uh, two people to pit against each other. And I want to remind <laughs> yeah, that does. this show is not necessarily about celebrating, but it is about discussing. Yes, and the show could be valuable uh, in the same ways talking about John Mayer or talking about Janet Jackson. Right. Um, it's artists know. that may be misunderstood and recognized or dismissed. And there's yeah. a strong possibility that John Mayer is not misunderstood and is just a big time shithead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But similarly, like, you know, I, I am interested in like, is there some depth that is hidden in the music mm-hmm. hidden behind his, um, his his asshole public persona right yeah uh is he is there some vulnerability there you know mm-hmm. yeah know. so let's let's throw it to a poll and let's do a um let's do one or two palette cleansers just to give people time to vote um, we should yeah so we'll have the poll open for probably a week or two um so yeah the link will be in the show notes everyone go and vote and help us figure out who we're going to talk about next yeah well we'll have to figure out what those palate cleansers are yeah we'll figure something out uh well not at the moment but we'll figure something out we'll we'll figure it out all right um should we close up shop yeah thanks for listening y'all uh, you can visit us online at boxset.website. You can email us at email at boxset.website. Tweet us at Topias Podcast. Um, if you want to support the show, you can do it in a number of ways, both great and small. You can go to iTunes, stab those stars, uh, smash that keyboard, type up those words, 
that is a is a great help to us. You can also go to our Patreon to directly support us, which is at support.boxset.website. Um, you can also we have a Discord. The link will be in the show notes that you can join. Um, you can listen to Cameron's other podcast, which is called Get Up in the Cool, and is and is about uh, traditional musics, mostly acoustic uh, and oftentimes sort of fiddle and banjo, old time music in that kind of idiom. Um, although he gets a, a wide array of instrumentalists, including harmonica players, dulcimer players, electric guitar players, all kinds of stuff going on. Yeah, I, I even did some fiddling in a, in a recent episode. Yeah, I remember that. P- uh, believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Well, until next week with a palate cleanser, I've been Nathan Hunt and Goo Goo Gaga. Here's a baby gram. <laughs> can't we do it? I can't believe it's not easy, and I won't. <laughs>